Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's all about the beers. Get the beers in. Come on, get them in quick. Starting. Come on. That's right, it's the pursuit of hoppiness. We're talking beer, beer, beer. And uh, boy, have we got some beers for you. Uh, special beers. That's right, special beers. If you are checking us out on YouTube, then uh, give us a little uh, subscribe, give us a little like, drop us a comment, let us know. If you're just listening along, nothing wrong with that, but you can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, that's all that out of the way, all that's left to do is drink. So here we go, this is Cookie Cast, The Pursuit of Hoppiness. This meeting is being recorded. Thank you, lady. Go, Matt. Right, uh, good evening, or hello, or whatever time of day it is to you, kind of thing. Welcome to the monthly beer podcast, The Pursuit of Hoppiness. Um, We've got a very uh, special... uh, Sorry, I should... uh, uh, We've got a special... uh, podcast this month um but before we crack on with that i shall introduce our our contributors as it were uh mr Stu woodmansey hello uh mr paul williams good evening and mr andrew cook hello excellent so we've got a yeah, we'll, we'll get i'll we'll give him a shout out and then we'll continue to shout out some more we got we were kindly gifted some beers from Richard Walker uh, from Great Newsome Brewery. Um, so we're going to do some kind of with um, the three of us that drink alcohol alcohol drinks uh, have uh, tasted them and are going to offer our opinions on them. We are currently drinking some of them at the moment. I am getting the uh, New Zealand um, uh, version. Um, but we're going to start it. We're going to start the podcast as we start every month with everybody's beer of the month. Um, anybody want to take the lead with the, the beer of the month? It's a fine man. Uh, I think if if my things remembered, oh. which it hasn't. Give me one second, because <laughs> I I had an absolute delight of a. Uh, I'll dive straight into mine while you guys find yours. I I had a beer of the month that was beer of the month for, well, kind of it'll take you behind the, the kind of things. It was beer of the month for three, four weeks. And if we would have recorded this about, well, if England hadn't have done so well to then fall so short, um, we would have made this about a week ago. And if it was about a week ago, it would have been the upper case which is the Cloudwater and Trillium Trillium Brewing Company from Canton in Massachusetts. Their sixth birthday collab, um, Dipper, New England Dipper, which was a 9%. It was fantastic. But unfortunately, at the last minute, it was pipped at the post by my favourite and what should be everybody's favourite brewery. Wylam Brewery came through with the greatest... um, you know, just to just a little shout out to uh, Mr. James Williams. Um, you can't download the future, so particularly uh, on on uh, on message for the craft brewery uh, kind of side of things. Um, and it was it was just such a good IPA. It was a like an international IPA, and it was just. It, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll say it in a couple of months' time when we actually look at Wyland Brewery. If, if someone said to me, right, where am I going to go? Which brewery should I go to to get good IPAs? I'm like, hey, get yourself down to get yourself down to Wyland. And this was just a prime example of just... It had everything that you want from an IPA. It had the juicy kind of side from the hops, 
but also then that kind of slight like little burn from the hops at the end of the of the, of the drink and it was just it was just one of those ones where it it, it, it was poured and normally it's kind of like it takes about half an hour 45 minutes to finish a drink this one was done in 20 minutes and I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have it to drink again and I've just me I've looked through the stash I don't have two which is uh, it's my own fault because I only drink things it, once. It, it, no, of course you don't have to. It'd have been in the same order for the date, surely you'd have bought them at the same time. Yeah, it would have been like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been the, the beer of the month, the last month, and then this one. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a really good kind of IPA, but like I said, it's I shouldn't it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be so complacent because it's just pretty much standard for for Wylam that you're like, right, here you go, here's a Wylam IPA. Is it gonna taste bad? Probably not. So what you're saying, Matt, is that you're going to have to replace your beer of the month with your Wylam IPA of the month. <laughs> Pretty much. If I drink a Wylam IPA, probably going to be beer of the month. So, for the regular listeners, if you if, if you felt it was somewhat predictable that Matt may pick a Wylam beer as his beer of the month, you may also feel it's somewhat predictable that I'm about to pick a North beer as my beer of the month. What? 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 <laughs> I know. I know. It's incredibly difficult to believe, but it is. It is true. Um, as uh, I was lucky enough to, to get to visit Springwell once again um, with our, our, our uh, friends and neighbours Mark and Katie, I uh, took it upon myself to uh, you know bring some home. Why not? And I had a little look. I was like, Mike, don't recognise that can. Don't recognise that can. Ah, oh, it says it's a, a double dry half IPA. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll be cool. Right, yeah, I'll have one of them. Didn't really think anything of it. Wasn't expecting it to be anything, like, amazing. Holy shit, was I wrong. Um, it's, it, it doesn't have a, 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 you know, fantastic name. It, it In fact, it doesn't really have any name other than it's North by Beer Gods double dry hop IPA. It's a, a collaboration that they brewed with Beer Gods. They didn't give it you know, they, they don't have to give it a name about like dancing polar bears or you know anything else like weird sports cars. Nothing. They've just literally called it what it is, and it it was just excellent. Like transmission is my my standard IPA from there, and that is my my go to beer. But Jesus, if they brewed this year round, it would be giving it a run for its money, and. It was. It had everything that you might, or everything that I would want in a beer. So for for the for the YouTubes, I will put a, a hold up a little picture there, so you might be able to see it. It's hazy. It's dank. It wasn't chewy, which I know uh, some of the some of the ones that have the thicker mouthfeel can feel like that sometimes, but had that kind of tropical finish to it as well but then just the the, the bitterness on the back end just brought it right round and. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, Matt and Paul at least have this in, in their collective stashes now. So um, you can look forward to hearing this again when uh, when they, they get round to it for their for their beer of the month. Because I'm if if you dislike this beer, I will be I will be shocked. Put it that way. So yeah, so so that was my beer of the month, the North by Beer Gods Double Dry Hot IPA. I believe it's probably still available at the moment because it is a fairly new one. So if you if you're listening to this close to release date, get yourself on the website and get some because they are excellent. I'm not paid by them either, just so you know. I'm definitely not. If I was paid by them, then uh, I would be uh, considerably drunk most of the time, shall we say? <laughs> Do you want to go, Andy? Uh, my beer of the month was this guy. Is that a Mikula? I was going to say Mikula, yeah. Ooh. Primitive ale with raspberry, raspberry beer. So the fact that this isn't listed as a sour... I was I was completely baffled by. It's like, how is this not down as a sour? It was a proper like, wow. Yes. Um, it 
it was it it was a proper knock your socks off kind of drink. Like every every sip of it was like, mmm, that is good. Like I say, really surprised it wasn't listed as a sour. Um because it was, you know, as far as the sours I've had, um it was. It, it should have been, but just an absolute delight of a drink. It's gone on. It's made. It's it's made the list of uh, in the rotation. Yes, if I if I if I'm ordering, that's going on the list. <laughs> I like the fact that even though it wasn't listed as a sour, you still managed to sneak it into a sour glass, which made it even better. Or a goes glass, I suppose it was. Um, keeping on the uh, the theme of the continental beers. My beer of the month comes from a Polish brewery called Funky Fluid, um, and it was called Tropical Smoothie. It was a pineapple, mango, and peach fruit beer, and I'll I'll, I'll just I'll just show you the picture because I think the picture. Sorry for you, you uh, for you listeners, but. You have to treat yourselves and look at the uh, look at the YouTube for this one because all I'm going to say is look at how dank and chewy and juicy that one looks. See, that does look just like fruit juice. That it's, looks like a kind of orange head. It's it's the sort of one that if James Williams was to get a picture of it, he would probably get in his car, drive around, and just smack me around the face for drinking juice. <laughs> Basically, um, I think he's he's the anomaly, isn't he? He's the, he, he probably gets mentioned at least once a time. So I've been meaning to, I've been, I've been yeah, to bring been this on. up all evening. The fact that the the exception to the rule, James Williams, there's another one for you, gets at least nine or ten mentions a podcast. Has never shown his face in these in these doors. If you play, you can say <laughs> you, you, you can all look forward to the month where James finally does join us, and we uh, we we cover the Foster's Brewery. So you know, yeah, that that'd yeah, be the month that I range. die. So <laughs> I'll I'll die the previous month. And uh, what what do Foster's I'll offer be, in the non-alcoholic lagers? Let's crack open the Desperados. <laughs> Excellent. They all look great. I'm. I'm gonna. I. I took a. I. I. I went to Waitrose. I took. I took a venture into the uh, the posh area near to us, and uh, went into the Waitrose the other day looking for the um, uh, big drop mixed box that was meant to be sold in Waitrose. It was not in Waitrose, which made me very disappointed. Uh, but I'll definitely be looking to get that McKellar uh, low alcohol ones and also those other ones. Um, right, uh, uh, kind of. We introduced this last, the last couple of times as well. The shop beer of the month. Um, I don't know if anybody's got a contribution for the shop beer of the month. I, I have one um, that I particularly enjoyed, um, and it was um, it was the Buxton Lupulus X, the Citra IPA um, that was in Tesco. Uh, it's a it's just really good drinking. Um, you know, obviously at the moment, Tesco has a variety of offers with their club card kind of thing. It was, I think it was £2 when I bought it. Uh, I think it's now in some kind of buy four for however much. Um, They're actually doing that one in four packs as well. Straight up four packs they, from the shop. Yeah. It, it's just a great beer. I mean, if, if you're looking for, you know, and. I'm I'm notoriously stingy with my stash because there is only one of most beers in there, so I don't share with others when they come round to visit. So I will go and buy some beers from the supermarket to share with my pals, um, and I would not be ashamed to hand that beer over to somebody else. Uh, it was just it was really really good. It was kind of nice and again that kind of like juicy kind of kind of thick kind of te- texture to it. Really really enjoyable. Um, Yes, that, that that would be the the shop beer of the month from 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 me. For for me, um, 
I my it made my choice was made easy because I've actually strangely only had probably one supermarket here in the last month, and luckily for me, it was actually pretty good. Um, so Sainsbury's are another that of the supermarkets that tend to have, have upped the game of late, I think, and their craft section is getting more and more diverse away from it just being Brewdog. Um, maybe they've got a, some kind of thing that they want to actually have places that supply them that deal in human rights and things. But you know, we'll we'll get to that some other time. Um, but this is this is mine, and it was a rainbow sherbet sour. Um, and for for those of you not on YouTube, the can is entirely decorated with rainbow laces. As in the sugary kind that used to knock, like melt your teeth from the shop when you was a kid, and uh, yeah, shock horror tasted just like rainbow laces, but in a sour beer. Um, if you'd have walked into Sainsbury's probably even six months ago and tried to get anything other than Bud, Carlin, whatever, you'd, you, I reckon you'd have probably have been struggling. Whereas if you walk in there now, they seemingly have a range of. Of, of lots of different craft breweries not just necessarily from England either, from, from up and down the UK and, and also from further afield pretty sure I've seen some of the McKellar ones in there not the one that Andy had but there was definitely some McKellar's in um, I've seen Lurvig in there as well yeah they've, 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 yeah. Definitely, they've definitely kind of I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say followed Tesco's lead because they seem to have gone in a slightly different direction with the, the continental element um, whereas Tesco's are, are predominantly still UK-based craft ones that I see in there. Um, if, if anybody from from the beer buying section of Asda is listening, sort your shit out. Everybody else don't, is don't even get me started. I was going to say Sainsbury's is another one that is a really good choice for the non-alcoholics. Um, they you can get a really good selection from them in the non-alcoholic range. I am absolutely with you. I, I think I raised it previously. Asda, they're just basically like, yeah, we don't play like that. We're not doing that rubbish. But yeah, think, they're they're really lagging behind everyone else. The the thing that stung me with Asda was that um, Magic Rock, who are another one of the ones that are in in danger of almost getting slightly too big for their, their boots at this stage. Um, but it, it, it had a a deal whereby one of their one particular beer was going into Asda and I was like, alright, oh, this is it. Asda is starting to, to kind of take the mantle again because at one point Asda was the only place, supermarket wise, you, you could get a craft beer. Um, yeah, I, I'm yet to find that beer that they advertise as being an Asda exclusive in any of the Asdas that are local to me and there are three large Asdas within 10 minutes of my house. Um, for it not to be in any of them, and for us to be less than sort of ninety minutes drive from the brewery, seems a little odd to me. So, um, so yeah, just uh, yeah, sort of shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It, it's it's good to see like some of the some of the supermarkets switching onto it, but yeah, it's kind of going to be interesting to see whether they kind of continue it on more or see kind of whether they can get more variety in there um well still try and buy from your local beer shop um oh, absolutely right so yep some excellent beers there so get out and try those ones i'm definitely going to try and get hold of that um the uh the rainbow lace kind of thing because that's a top quality sweet and i definitely want a beer that tastes like that kind of thing Alright, so like we said, we're doing we've done like a, we're doing a bit of a live tasting, um, this kind of thing. So kindly gifted to us by uh, Mr. Richard Walker, we've got some beers from Great Newsome um, Brewery. Um, so I've we've tried kind of between us, we've had three three of them. Stu's added to his collection because he finished them off already, um, and uh, we kind of like we're going to have a look at them. Basically, I, I, I went around, uh, me and Rich go way back, and uh, Rich and uh, his friend Jason, during the pandemic and lockdown, a, a, a adopted Great Newsome as, as their brewery of choice, and 
we were lucky enough to say we, we, we got to, to go around for a bit of a barbecue and Rich was like right try these see what you think and obviously uh, he, he, he was aware by that point that we've been doing the podcast so it was like right we'll take these away with you see how you get on and yeah the selection that I had uh, went fairly quickly <laughs> um, to which to which then uh, they were all all, all replaced and then uh, distributed, but then um, for for us to cover on the podcast, as, as Matt said. But um, I'm guessing that probably before then that you, I, I don't know if as, as as far north as you are, Matt, if if you'd even heard of Great Newsome at that point. No, no, not at all. No, no, I'd, I'd never never heard of them. Um, I think it's it's the kind of interesting thing that we like. You know, it's kind of kind of what we talk about and kind of what we kind of probably want to kind of move it in the direction of is that kind of looking at these kind of smaller breweries that are popping up and kind of doing something different or doing something interesting and kind of you know kind of getting the idea of where the background is because you can talk about you know and we will talk about Magic Rock and Cloudwater and you know we've already talked about Tiny Rebel but, you know we'll talk about Wylam as well in the future these kind of like like behemoths megaliths of the kind of craft beer but i think kind of sometimes what you find is the the smaller breweries are doing the more interesting kind of things um kind of thing so like so yeah again so great newsome brewery kind of i've done a, done a little bit of research on them so it's a, a brewery set up on a farm um in like about 2007 um you know i think i kind of think i'm going kind of from some of the people like some of the breweries up here um, a lot of kind of farms have kind of started to kind of diversify their their business, as it were. Um, like I know there's a brewery up here that's on a on a farm, and they kind of did it because foot and mouth had hit, hit them particularly badly, and uh, they wanted to make sure that there was something that wasn't reliant on livestock. Um, but the kind of interesting thing that I found, like when when looking at Newsom, was the fact that they they use their own homegrown like barley for the malts. Um, which I, that's I mean that's a sustain, sustainable business model. Unfortunately, being this far north, you probably can't dry, grow your own hops, uh, which would make you completely sustainable. Um, but you know, if you're growing your own malting barley, then obviously you can probably find somewhere that does hops. Do a little swaps of Rooney and uh, kind of keep your keep your, uh, your your brewery kind of self-sustained that way. Um, I think it's really interesting, you know, kind of the way people go about kind of setting up their breweries and stuff like that. I think it's quite interesting to kind of see how they where they come from. Stu, we got. I think I think by the, by their own admission, um, Great Newsome aren't they're never going to be at like the forefront of craft beer, um, and like you know whether Rich will, will kill me when he listens to this or not, I'm not sure, but. I wouldn't have Rich down as as a craft ale, you know, a craft beer drinker. He, I, he he would be happy. To me, he would be happy with a good pint of bitter or a good, yeah. good pint, of, you know, like like real ale. He's a real ale man, absolutely. And there is nothing like nothing. There is nothing against that because craft craft beer doesn't necessarily just have to be fizzy shit that tastes like sweets shall we say to quote probably James Williams again at this point but like it it, it just has it, it just has to be like good beer that is made from uh, you know the, their, their own their own recipe essentially their own um, like bill of ingredients and these guys don't try to go over the top with anything they have a huge range of what they would class as core beers and each one's slightly different that they're never gonna try and like wash you around the chops with like a twelve percent beer. Um, everything that they do seems to be um, probably topped out at around five and a half percent max, um, down to about from what I've seen like sort of three point eight as the, as the lower end. So the the, the the very much a sessionable beer, which for the re- for the real ill stuff. If you went to a pub and you saw that they had this on cask, for for me personally, I, like I would not be like I'd be thinking, right, cool, I can have three or four of them, and I'm not 
I'm not going to worry about it. Like it, it's it's a it's not it's not going to send you like do lolly from the the ABV, but you're also going to really enjoy what you're drinking. I think it's the it's the unfortunate thing of the with, and, you know, it's the kind of they who shall not be named, the way they set their business model up, kind of. 15, 16 years ago was this kind of anti-establishment going against the real ale kind of group and picking fights with camera and all that kind of thing. So the real ale and the craft ale have become this separate group when actually both sets of people want the same thing. They want decent beer that's well made and that's looked after from the moment that it started to the moment that it's put in a keg or a cask or whatever they want. And I think this is, it's kind of blurred, it's become this blurred, not a blurred line, it's become like, right, you're either re- a real ale drinker or you're a craft beer drinker. And you kind of think, yeah, if I if I walk into a bar or a pub or something like that, I'm probably going to be drawn towards the craft ale because I know what I'm going to get. But a good pint of real ale is up there with a with a craft kind of thing because some of the some of the craft stuff you get is apps. It's just weird for weird sake, you know, and pushing kind of things and stuff like that, you know. And I just think it's become this kind of like battleground to sit yourself on of like this, you know, is, is it real ale or is it craft ale? What is it good? That you know, I think that's that's the thing for me is is it is it a good beer to drink? And like I said, we've had I've had the. Now I'm going to butcher this. The prickly back auction. Yeah. No. We'll back we'll, we'll be your auctionman of you yet, Matthew. Wrong side of the country. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I I had that kind of probably a couple of weeks ago. I really enjoyed that. It was a really nice kind of beer to just drink. And I think sometimes, mm. and you know, I'm guilty of it as well. Of like, oh no, it's got to be kind of juicy as fuck, hopped out, and you know, kind of proper kind of mess with you kind of thing and you know sometimes it's nice to have you know we we probably all started in the same kind of thing of drinking real ale beers we'd moved on from like fosters and grolsch and you know whatever else (laughs) yeah you know the kind of stuff that you drank before (laughs) and and and, you know you i'm including myself in that to kind of drinking something else that perhaps had a, a taste to it or a bit more of a taste to it, or a bit more something behind it, um, you know. So that kind of forgetting real ale is not something that I've gone out of my way to do. It's just the taste, kind of taste evolved, kind of thing. But I really enjoyed that. You know, I had the um, the fine fettle, is it? Um, yeah. I had that one just, and you know, again, it's really kind of tasty, really tasty beer, really easy to drink. You know, there's not that kind of like you know, and I'm going to admit it, sometimes I finish a craft ale beer and I'm like, I can't even face another one because that one's been a, not a slog, but it's been like, you know, my, my almost like my taste buds have been numbed with the with everything that's gone with it. Whereas you're like, all right, yeah, you know, I can, I've had that one. And then I've moved on to the Koru, uh, um, the kind of New Zealand, um, I mean, it's like obviously New Zealand hops in that one, which again, you know, is a big thing in the craft craft ale at the moment. And you, if you have a New Zealand kind of IPA, it'll taste completely different to this. But it's what they're doing in the brewing process. But this is a really nice kind of drinkable beer. That's that goes back to what I was saying before, though that, that they're not going to try and do anything wacky or weird with it. They will use the hop, the, the different hop, and the same like sort of malt bill and stuff and, and and the process to give that beer it's you know the, the hop makes the beer different the process doesn't if that makes yeah. sense um and it that's what gives a variation with it like i per, as a personal taste um obviously I, I don't drink lager but just just gassy beers in particular um because of the type of beers they make none of them are, are, are you know gas to, to the hilt they're never going to leave you feeling like bloated and mm-hmm. the, the, the point that you'll take away from it is the is the different uh, flavour profiles and you might have 
a pint or a, a bottle of the the pricky back option, and then you might have a pint or, or a bottle of the um, uh, coru that you've got, and that the the, the mouthfeel and the texture of it is is probably very similar. <laughs> Because again, it, it's it, it's brewed in a very similar way, but just with it, the, like li- literally they've done it so the differential is that hot. And I think that if you were ever looking for like a, a, a beer or a brewery to determine this hop tastes like this, this hop tastes like that, now I know the difference, it would be a great place to, to begin. Um, because you, you could you could look. Li- have those two bottles and then you'd be like right okay cool and and now know what the new zealand hops flavor profile is right cool well back auction one it's got um uh pilgrim northern cascade hops so you've got a bit more that that's a bit more of a development because there's more than one hop in that but you you can start to get a feel for for the the difference between them and i think like i say just in in many ways the simplicity of their their processes Actually, is is a is a strong point for this brewery. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know, when you, when you see like you know, kind of the kind of, when you start to look at like the different beers that they produce. So you know, they've got you know, a kind of was it Frothingham Best? Um, you know, like it's that kind That's of best. That's looks good. So they've you got know, the best. So the the, the 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 best is the best is like a it's their their bitter. And you know, it's it compared to I don't know, what what Matt had before. It's it's def, it is definitely more on the colour spectrum for the bitter. Um, it's it's not got much head to it now. That's probably because it's so hot in this room. <laughs> it's just decided to disappear. But when I poured it out, it had you know had a, a, a decent life to it and all the rest of it. Um, it's cer- certainly no disservice to, to to that. Just just from that, it's. Um, it tells me in the tasting notes for this, it's raisin fruit and hazelnut. Now, I'm not getting the hazelnut off it, I'll be honest, but the the, uh, the raisin fruit, certainly, but the, um, like, it, it's definitely a beer that's got a sweetness first and a bitterness second, which, obviously, it had been a pint of their best bitter, you would you would kind of definitely expect that to, to appear at the, uh, the back end of it. Yeah, yeah, they... Yeah, it's one of those ones where you kind of like, you know, there's there's quite a few kind of like, obviously we talk about kind of ones we'd like to try. Kind of like looking at them, kind of like the the stouts sound really good. So it like licorice lads stout, you know, if there's a kind of hint of licorice taste to it, that, that always makes me interested in a, in a stout. Um, yeah, yeah, that, you know, the, the beer, that again, kind of the beers are tasted really good um, and, and kind of, you know, they, they're nice and easy to drink. Paul, have you got? Um, for for me, the 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 thing with them was that with the with certain cask like ale and stuff, it's like you said earlier. Sometimes you do come away from it, and like halfway through, you'll realise that it's it's they've sort of gone a little bit over overboard on the bitter sort of side of it, and it does sort of taint the flavour. And I didn't get that with any of the three different ones I had. I, I had the uh, all the three that Matt mentioned there, um, the Koru, the prickly-backed option or whatever it was called. Um, prickly-backed option. That's the one. Uh, and I can't, I can't remember the year, uh, the third one, it was the year uh, that was the first one I tried. Fine, uh, that one, I think. It was the one that, it was the one that Stu couldn't find, I think. Yeah, the fine battle. That's the one, fine battle. But yeah, all of them were, were like, like you say, nicely balanced and stuff. Like they weren't weren't too hefty. They, um, if anything, they, they almost they almost tasted if they'd been brewed a little bit lighter than like a traditional sort of cascade would be. And mm-hmm. they they even seemed to look. They had the sort of the eye to them. They were a bit like brewed a bit lighter. So I don't know if that's that they've used like a a lighter malt in the uh, in the brewing process. Maybe that that's. It's just giving it that lighter flavour, but it's it's even sort of um, lifted the taste, so it doesn't taste as as harsh as some do. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly uh, I certainly wouldn't be against if if I walked into a pub and they didn't have any and they didn't have any craft stuff on and they only had cask 
Cascade and it was I saw that was on on offer. I wouldn't be put off from uh, from buying it. Certainly not. I think so it's quite they, clever. Go on, Matt. Sorry. I think it's quite clever what they're doing because if they're mainly mainly using their own malt, then that's kind of you know I presume they're kind of working on the kind of roasting of the malt and all that kind of thing. So I'll just kind of quickly kind of you know looking at all the beers that they do. So they got Frothing and Best, Gem Stout, the one about the Hedgehog, Holding Us Dark, Licorice Lad Stout, Cold Snap. Books Blonde, Coru, and Sleck Dust. So that that's their core range. All right, and that's kind of using pretty much the same ingredients, and they're coming up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight different beers and different styles of beer as well, which is really clever. And then you look at the kind of ones that come under the seasonal kind of one-off brew. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um ones from there you know and they're all kind of you know like I said I haven't drank all 14 beers but I'm going to presume that there's going to be a different flavour profile to each one that you could tell the difference as well you know and well, I that, think that's it's really, it's I was really going to say sorry about that that Coru that you that you guys have uh, have been drinking and that I have already drunk um, is, is one of the ones that they class as is one of the seasonal beers um, and I get out like that 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 to me, on the fact that that's been my favourite one that I've had, instantly now will make me like. So, so on the, the listing that I have in front of me, it tells me that they brew that around March time. Fantastic, got something in the diary already for next for next year because that's definitely one that I'd look out for again. And um, on that basis, if anybody's actually interested in in, in trying something and keeping score, the uh, the next release that they've got, they've got a July release which is an Elderflower Power beer. Um, and in August they've got one which for, for, for somebody like we say we, we, we talked about how, how simple they do things so far the August one is a beer called Finkel and it tells me that that's a fruity American style IPA um, and it's lychee peach citrus oh nice that sounds that's good the, uh, is the flavour profile so that to have that in a in, in a in a in a real real ill kind of style craft beer would be uh, definitely be looking out for that. Definitely. I wonder in a kind of a <laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculously stupid what I'm about to say, which will surprise no one. Um, <laughs> but I oh, wonder yeah. if they've sort of I wonder if they've adopted like the principle of like like a curry house but in beer. So a curry house will make like a base curry for the evening, won't they? Well, then they'll just add different spices to that base to make different curries. Now, I wonder if they've made like a base brew and then they just add in the different hops to flavour or like whatever beer it is they're trying to do for that particular month. I don't know if I don't even know, I don't know enough about the brewing process to sort of know if that's a, a legitimate thing you could do, but it almost sounds like that's that's the it is because. One of their beers is it's called Pig's Ear, and I think I think when I read about it, I think they added black malt to one of their one of their one of their brews, and they just produced a different beer and they're like, oh shit! And then they tasted it and they're like, oh no, that's worked. We'll <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll we'll kind of serve that up and kind of go from there, you know. So I think yeah, they must go from like a base kind of recipe. Yeah. Um, and produce and it's really good you know like those the three beers that I've drank have been have been really good and you know like I said I, I started with real ale like you know kind of when I moved moved away from drinking the kind of standard stuff and you know I've moved away from drinking real ale kind of thing because I found a lot of the kind of bigger real ale companies have kind of gone along that line of like not being that tasty anymore kind of losing that flavour kind of thing and not you know not not being interesting to drink and then that kind of forces you in the direction of of the craft kind of thing because then you're kind of searching for that kind of something slightly different but you know if there's if there's it's it's marketing isn't it you know we've kind of spoken about this before that you know you (laughs) everybody's got a little bit of kind of like a magpie kind of tendency towards them to kind of look at that kind of interesting can or the kind of artwork or the kind of 
something that draws you in and the craft beer com- craft beer companies have kind of got that down to a T because they have the local artist who comes and does the the cans or their in-house artist who does the cans whereas your real ale kind of folks aren't you know they're still kind of generally serving things in a bottle they haven't gone for the big fancy logo but they're probably producing some decent beers but they're just kind of off a off a, like a a hidden road you know kind of talking about that kind of you know me and Stu did the beer day at um you know and their, their beer was absolutely fantastic and you're kind of like hang on a minute and no one will no hardly anybody will know about it you know what you'll probably find is most people kind of in Holland the kind of local area will know about them but apart from that there's not going to be a massive amount of people knowing about, and their, I mean, their 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 porter, porter, the stout that we that we produced, absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. The what is it? The wow, is it Lady Lady Lagrosse was there? Lady uh, Lagrosse, which is, I mean, that I mean, and, and that's like what seven point something percent. It's, I mean, it's a brutal kind of like a, ABV, and it's really really tasty as well. Um. But I think it's that kind of thing of real ale is kind of unfortunately kind of getting pushed down a little bit by the kind of dominance and the kind of aggressiveness of uh, of, of craft beer kind of thing, which is it's, it's a shame in some ways. But Matt, you know, it's kind of Matt's just touched very briefly on like the the, the marketing side, and if you um, get the chance to see some of the great Newsome stuff, obviously by all means uh, visit our website greatnewsomebrewery.co.uk you'll you'll be able to see the um the branding predominantly features around um a dog that dog was a real dog it was called gem when they first opened back in 2007 uh gem's not around anymore but the uh the information that i've i've uh, seen leads me to believe that if you were to visit the brewery you would be welcomed by descendants of of gem who uh who still live on the farm now um but also, the names um, on on their their website it does it does give a meaning um, behind the names. All of the names generally feature from local dialect. So, seen as uh, Matt Matt has uh, struggled with the Hedgehog one, as it as it'll now be forever known. Um, pretty pretty back option, as we've said, is a hedgehog hedgehog one. But it's it's determined because in Yorkshire dialect. Pretty backed urchin would be pronounced as urchin, and then the beer took its name from that. Um, so, other stuff like the Select Dust blonde beer that they have, Select the Dust in Yorkshire, it, it literally means quench the thirst. So, you know, they're based on a farm, lots of dusty work involved in the combine harvesting and things like that. So, dusty work is thirsty work, as they say. So, Select Dust became the, the name for that beer, and and, and that, that was kind of off off to the wrists with that one. There's a whole host of other ones that have um, of, of different stuff. Obviously, Gem Stout is a little bit more straightforward. It's not named after the dialect; it is purely just named after their dog. Um, I'll just, I'll just the, pop back in while, while while I was being slandered while I was off screen there. <laughs> but I think Paul, I think Paul butchered it as well, and he's from Yorkshire, so <laughs> oh, he's he's honorary Yorkshire, isn't he? And he part Teesside. Where were you born? I was born in Middlesbrough, but I've lived I've lived in York since I was about eighteen months old. So when I was starting to talk and stuff, I've obviously like it's pretty I've close. only ever talk, I've only ever spoke Yorkshire in it. <laughs> um, I've only ever talked dead proper like. I mean this 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 one's the best one that I found was the uh, the sheep counting one. I mean. Do I, do I, shall I even bother? Go on. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not going to do the accent because that's just, we'll get, we'll get ourselves cancelled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jan Tannen Tethera. I haven't got that on the list. I've not heard of that one. That's an English pale ale, that one. Sounds good. Obviously, I, I, obviously I was drawn in by the Mayo Jean um, pale ale. Um, it was kind of, I think that by the reading it, it was kind of produced before the um, the Tour de France went through Yorkshire. Um, I mean, if you missed that in Yorkshire, 
I don't know how you missed it, but fucking hell. Um, uh, it's everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously they kind of continued it on, and obviously you know, being being into the into the cycling myself, um, I'd be interested in that one. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'll definitely kind of from the three beers that I've had, I'll definitely try some more. Um, as as much as we've talked about the the they're a very small brewery. Um, for for such a small brewery, they have had some decent success in terms of awards as well, haven't they? So yeah, have you seen? Have you seen that the a lot of the beers that we've mentioned already um, have have been award winning beers? So the frothing and best, the licorice lad stout, uh, the um, Gem Stout, Pricky Back Option, Slack Dust, um, even even the Cold sla- uh, Cold Snap Lager, which uh, obviously wasn't an award that I would have given, as it's the Lager Award. Um, but all all of those beers have won uh, different categories, whether it's the um, the World Beer Awards, whether it's been the um, uh, the uh, CBA, or the, the, which is the the National Cask Beer Competition, or um, the, the, I'm not. I'm not sure who administers this, but the a Great Taste. If you, if you, Great Taste Awards are definitely a thing, um, as as these guys will definitely tell you. But if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will. If you've had a bottle of beer or a can of beer with this logo on, you will have definitely have seen it. Um, it's. I'm gonna see if I can put out there now. I don't know if you can. So if you've ever seen that logo before on a, on a beer that you've bought. Um, so yeah, so they've they may be small, they may not be sort of particularly well known to the wider public, but within the industry, they all also have a good reputation for producing quality. I think that I think I think that's the thing because you know, the beer drinkers kind of particularly kind of def- definitely definitely with the real ale kind of thing they're very fussy, very particular, very kind of, you know, kind of, you know, they'll, they'll, they won't, they won't let anything slide with it. And so if they're picking up awards and that amount of awards, then they're definitely doing something right. Um, I think it's generally like, sort of like your, your cask, like, obviously not, not trying to offend anyone here, but your, your, your typical cask ale drinkers, like your sort of your good old boys generation and stuff like that. It's your sort of, you know, your sixty and seventy year old folks who've, who've like, you know, they've, they've put their shift in, and now they just want to go down the pub and have a couple of pints with their mates and just, you know, just relax. And normally it'll be that they'll just have a pint of whatever the whatever the local cask bitter is, and they'll just sit there for three or four hours and just while away the time. So they like, they know that they're sort of setting their ways a little bit. And, they've been drinking it for the past 30 or 40 years and they're just used to it so they don't they're not they're not one for changing I think I think it's it, I, mean, I think it's quite nice that it's gone back to that because I you know it's like speaking to my dad about it and he's kind of oh yeah yeah when, when he first started going to pubs it was the local breweries supplied the beer and then kind of around the 80s, it kind of switched to big breweries buying up all the small breweries. You could only get kind of a small selection of beers in the pub. And then obviously it's kind of come back around towards like the end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s to kind of back into this kind of like smaller brew. Can't say smaller breweries, but obviously what's happening is it's kind of developing into something bigger, um, which is quite nice. But, you know, but then obviously we're starting to see the bigger breweries are starting to buy the the micro breweries again, kind of thing. And you know, if they're allowed to do their own thing, but I, I think nowadays, because of, because of because of, well, maybe there's just more people about that. There's it is more sustainable as a smaller business, and they obviously set things set set things up themselves. Like most breweries now have a tap room or have a tap room with somebody else. Um, well, yeah, you know, after the, the beers are, yeah, like I said, the beers are really enjoyable. Um, you know, I'll I'll definitely, well, you know, I'll probably be hitting Stu up to kind of get me some 
as we go along because unfortunately yeah they haven't quite made it up to the northeast yet but um but you know i'll, I'll you know i'll be like oh, yeah you know if you see if you see any pick me some up kind of thing uh, if, if you if you do fancy a shit ton of them they do do home delivery so um <laughs> There you go. You know, just buy yourself a just buy yourself a hand pump and just get a, a boatload of a five liter bag in box or a, or a twenty liter bag. Just buy just buy that's the next step. Once once we start the the the, the pursuit of Hoppiness Brewery, come uh, when, when I get my uh, my mini um, my mini uh, brewery kind of thing to yeah. start with, then uh, all all beers named by James Williams, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We can't have what the fuck is this? And uh, <laughs> mm. James is only allowed to name the beers. Dishwater, dishwater dirt or something like that. You know? It's just effing <laughs> I mean, fruit juice. That'd be excellent. <laughs> right then. So yeah, again, thank you um, to Rich for for supplying us with those beers um, and helping us find a brewery. As we always say. With the with the podcast, with the with the YouTube, like, subscribe, all that kind of thing. Send in any recommendations. Send in any questions. If you want to send us beer, we're never going to say no to free beer. You know, that would be magnificent. But what we will do now is move on to everybody's favourite beer-based quiz. Matthew's ABV is right. It's a uh, Getting a bit desperate now. I've got to, in, in the interest of fairness, I've got to kind of make sure that the beers, the, the beers that are here, I haven't. I don't think have been drunk by everybody. You might there might be some in here that people have had, but um, I'm doing my best. Right, so the first one is orangutan. Um. Well. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick stick my neck out on that one and say it's probably some kind of orange infused IPA at about four and a half percent. Okay. I I think the name is very much a red herring. And it's definitely nothing to do with the flavour, it's literally just a name they've put on it. Uh, I'm gonna go with a New England Pale, five percent. I'm with Stu on this one, but I think that the percentage is higher. I think it's more like a six percent. So again, with that, some kind of orange-infused IPA. Um, well, you know, Mr. Williams been going with the red herring, ironically. Um, with orang- or- or- orangutan as well, and let him down completely. Um, it's not a red herring at all. It's a tangerine brett sour by ABC Brewing Company. I think is in Manchester. Uh, but alphabet, Scoop, alphabet, yeah, is it? Um, but. Absolutely nailing the ABV on the dot is a Mr. Stuart Wisdency. 4.5%. Get in. Carrying on, this is this is like a this is like a mini tribute to Paul here. The next one is red handed. If he could grow hair on his hands. Um <laughs> What's that they say about hairy fan? <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> The next one is Red Handed. Being the the winner of the last one, Stu either has the honours or can put everybody and put other people into bat. Um, Mixing my sports (sighs) metaphor there. If it's if it's Red Handed, it it the name lends to it being either some sort of again red fruit based beer or. And I'm like an amber ale. Um, I mean, I doubt it's going to be like a bottle of brewing in a can. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lend it more towards the red fruited beer. Um, and why not make it a sour at that? 
and why not make it about 5% at that? Okay. Andy or Paul, who wants to take up there? I've got some. I've got something in mind. So I'm just waiting for Andy to uh, to drop his bomb. I'm just. I. I, I think that, that. I think this is the actual red herring. I think it's just. It's just a standard IPA. And I think it's going to be. Four point nine percent. So on 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 the similar level of steward is amber ale. I just think it's an actual red ale, uh, and I will go with four point two percent. Well, after after being red herringed, red herring red herringing himself the last time. Paul pulled it back with absolutely smashing the the type of beer. It is a red ale. See, red red seeks out red, and it is four point five again. <laughs> so again, he was the closest with that one. So next one, this is the one you guys will probably know. Um, it is the Trehopical. from memory which is possibly a bad thing, that is the location beer, if I'm not mistaken. And the can, is. The can is a little uh, trehopical, as it says. Trehopical. Uh, so, if I remember rightly, uh, is it fair for me to go first, if I remember it? Or do I go Hold last? It. I don't know. I'll Paul's go. got the honours, so Paul's got I'll the honours. So can, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I can see the can, but I can't remember for the life of me what style it is or what the ABV is. So uh, <laughs> I'll see the can. Just I read it. Stu, I think Stu needs to go last. Um, but I'll I'll go. Oh Christ, tropical. Well, it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a tropical IPA. Mm-hmm. I'll go with six point two percent. Okay. I mean, I can, I can't see it being anything other than a, a, a tropical sort of fruity kind of jobby. Um, I'll just go six. Okay, Stu. From from memory, I believe that they might have might have maybe slightly been misguided on the uh, I I think it's a pale, and I think from memory it's about five, four maybe. Right. What was yours, Paul? What was your ABV? Can you remember? I went tropical IPA six point two. Right, yo. Um, right, and Andy, yours was. What was your... Same style, 6%. 6%. So I think... What was yours, Stu? I said it was a pale at 5.4. 5.4. So... Um, I mean, all of you went for a pale ale. It's a double dry hopped pale ale. And it's 5.7. So Andy and Paul kind of are about, about the same... In distance, there. Andy's right, next. We'll give it to Andy. We'll give it to Andy. Then we've all got That's my math. My maths is it's getting late on. Um, right, last. Uh, not last one. Fourth one. Hop on. Hop Andy's on us. I think it's another double dry hop. But I think it's like like a like a four point eight. Okay, good. Uh, I think we might be on to our first dipper of the uh, of the evening. 
So I'll go double IPA, seven. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go for, since we, ha we haven't specified this type of IPA as yet, I'm going to go for a New England IPA at 5%. It is. <laughs> so it's from Allendale, Allendale Brewing Company. So that's not far from not far from here. And it's a gluten-free IPA. How that's ended up in the fridge, I do not know. <laughs> um, and it's four point seven. So I think did Andy hit that one pretty much on the button there? I think. On four point eight. Four point eight. Yeah. Last one. Old Freddie Walker. Jesus Christ. If 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 he if he watches this, he'll just be this'll be the point he just turns off. <laughs> Old Freddie Walker. So and Andy's uh, Andy's choice. Probably on us. He can go first or he can go last. Or in the middle if you fancy. American Pale Ale. Six percent. We've we've not we've not had a what I would class as a, the 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 uh, standard big hitter as yet. So I'm I'm going to go for a minimum of. 8% and why not say it's a dipper at that last last few weeks uh, well sorry last few weeks last few months there's been a there's been a fair amount of sour IPAs sneaking into Mr Moore's collection so I'll go for the sour I'll, 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 I'll sneak in a sour IPA at 5.8%. Okay then. This one is from Moore Brewing Company in Bristol. He's made it himself. He's made it himself. It's more without an E, so it's the, uh, an inferior Moore. Uh, <laughs> you can have all... You well, can have all you drank it, at least. It's like, it's like Mr. Cook, he's got the E on the end. You've got, you've got to have the full letters. If you want to be the full kind of shebang, it's like Matthews with one T. You're just an inferior Matthew. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got two. Toots. He's got two, though, hasn't he? So even if he is this <laughs> podcast, he'll... I have to shout out to Toots. We're, we're, with the, we're the two-teeth brethren. That's a, it's it's a kind of, you know, we've got to stand up for the, the correct way of spelling Matthew. Um, it is an old ale. Whatever the fucking old ale is. Is that like um, make an ale and then leave it to the side for a couple of bits? <laughs> leave it outdoors to absorb the yeast from the environment. <laughs> I don't know. I presume it's probably like some old kind of recipe from God knows when. Uh, and it's 7.3%. So you're all kind of right to kind of go along the lines of we haven't had a big hitter, um, but it's in the... Uh, in the uh, it's it's not not a not a thingy that one's again it's this month has been a random month of kind of like where I'm looking at I'm like these these are weird beers where where on earth have these come from the uh, the old ale the gluten free the gluten free IPA is what well, I, well, I, I know where that one came from that was when I was trying to buy Andy some zero uh, some alcohol free ones and. Uh, uh, drew at the local beer at Coppers Delay, which is the local beer uh, local uh, beer shop to me. He was like, oh yeah, they're there, mate. No, no, he'd heard gluten free, not alcohol free, which kind of <laughs> kind of tells you kind of how much Drew gets high on his own supply, um, kind of, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up like four beers that he told me were alcohol that he'd heard I, I'd heard alcohol free I'd said alcohol free he'd heard gluten free and sent me to the gluten free aisle now, 
Now you say you're saying that, but was it a case of the fact that you'd already had some before you went in, and therefore he hadn't misheard and you just mispronounced? Well, I, I mean, I don't want to, you know as as a callback to to the Getting Over podcast. You know, if you if you want to listen to other quality podcasts, get yourself over to there. I did not want to find myself in a Jimmy Uso situation, so no, I definitely <laughs> have not been drinking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think I think so. Yeah, these some of these have come from uh, boxes that people have kindly bought for me. Some of these are just ones I've picked up on the kind of oh that, that seems quite fancy. I'll have that one. Um, but yeah, that the uh, the definitely the more brewing company that one came in a box from probably Beer Metropolis something like that, which is based in Derby, I think. Um, but yeah, excellent work. Um, any other beerness as it were? We're nearly five to eleven. Um, I would only say that by the next time that we record this, um, the, th- the, the three of the four of us will have been volunteers finally at Hop City, all being well. So that that we will have probably an update as to our our exploits from that day. Next time out, um, we shall see. And possible spoiler alerts for the next brewery yet that we're going to cover. I didn't say where we were going. I just said it was called Hop City. Do your own Googling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody good? All good. All set. Always, always great to share a beer with you, gents, um, and anybody else who's listening. Remember, like, subscribe, watch us on YouTube if you really want to. You wish you do. Come on. Um... And, yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another few beers sunk. Uh, an enjoyable time had by all. If you are watching us on YouTube, great. Do subscribe while you're there, because that's an amazing thing to do. If you just like listening to us, that's fine. But if you could also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, that would be amazing. So there we go. That's it for this one. I'm going to say bye. I'll see you next time. Or should I say cheers?